What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Pace the Nation. We are back broadcasting from Studio 1A here in downtown Arlington, Virginia, in the heart of Arlington County in Clarendon. I am your host, Chris Farley, back for episode number 84. And back, I'm excited to say, with the full crew here to get us through the show. And to my right, of course, part of that full crew, it's Joanna Russo. Joanna, what's up? Did you hear the good news? No, I didn't. It's supposed to snow today. Oh, wow. Fantastic. I know that is really good news in the Russo household. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be excited. As long as it's a light dusting, I'd be I'd be fine with that. It's supposed to flurry. I don't actually okay. think it will that, happen. That'd be fine. Uh, well, let's see how our other co-host feels about it. Uh, it's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? I love it when it snows. You do? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, I, w- I, would, I would see Docs as a guy who would love it when it like dumps huge amounts of snow. Mm-hmm, I do. I bet you, I, I, I could peg you as that type Although of I usually don't leave my house, so I, I, twice <laughs> I haven't noticed when that happens. <laughs> right, when there's three feet of snow yeah. outside and uh, it didn't change your world at all. No. No, I, I, uh, I like a little bit, but I don't like you know what we had last year. You know where it was it was difficult to number one open the stores. That's always a that's always a negative. But number two, you know, get around and that's not even as big as number three, run. There's when there's no places to run, that really is uh Well I know Joanna rough. uh respectfully disagrees with you. Um <laughs> I think that you are so high maintenance it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't think that's high maintenance to actually want to be able to sell. You're uh, you're like very specific about it's okay if it snows, but it has to be like this and this and on this day from this time to this time. It's inconvenient. My livelihood depends on us being able to open the doors, uh, as does uh, Joanna's livelihood. Uh, Not not yours as much. So that's why you probably like the three feet of snow. Like we had last year. Hopefully, I don't know what the farmer farmer's almanac says, but hopefully we don't have anything like that. I think it's supposed to be a bad winter. Oh, <laughs> a bad winter for you or a bad winter for Farley? Because those winter. are you guys are on the opposite <laughs> right, side of the coin. That's a good point. That's a very good point. A bad winter for Farley. Oh man! All right. Well, those things are always wrong anyway. Uh, big show to get into today, guys. Excited to be back here. Uh, I was at the running event last week. I'll touch on that. Uh, also, at that running event. The top 50 stores and the top store of the country was named and awarded. We're going to have the owner of the top store of the country right down the street, Charm City Run, Josh Levinson, a good friend of mine, good friend of, uh, of Pacers Running. He's going to be on the show. He's going to talk about that award and all that he has done over the last 15 years uh, in the community and, and everything he does at Charm City Run that, that made it such a well-deserved award for him. Also on today's show, we had the jingle all the way, 15K and 5K. Two out of the three of us stayed true to our promise and ran it. So we'll talk a little bit about that. I seem to recall promising not to do it. Oh, okay. I thought you did it. Or you did promise to do it. Uh, and the fact that the jingle all the way race is here and has passed means that it is the best time of year, Christmas. For me, my favorite time of the year I don't need all the snow, but I do love of Christmas. And I'm going to talk about, you know, I talked a little bit about Thanksgiving and 
some of my Thanksgiving Day uh, do's and don'ts. Oh, are you going to give us a plan of action for Christmas? <laughs> I'll give you some, some Christmas. Oh, we'll touch on some. Do some, you fast for Christmas cookies? No, no it's, not so <laughs> much, it's not so much the eating, but we will talk a little about the, the Farley Christmas. And when you're in the Russo and the Docks Christmas If there's time. Well. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Joanna, put a pin in the cookies because I want to ask about uh, uh, Santa Claus cookies at the Farley household. And then finally... You know, we talk a lot of dogs on this this program. I've got a... Uh, you say a lot. I say not enough. <laughs> I've got a story of, of my dog that may change the way I train. And I'm going to mm-hmm. touch on that and talk about that later today in the program. I bet your dog can run now, and that's the answer. <laughs> it has something to do with her running. You're, All right, let's move on to the next you're, topic. You're All, right. <laughs> All right, well, this isn't on the agenda list, but today the MGM Grand opens... They're at National Harbor. Very excited about that. Yeah, you know how I knew that? H- how did you know? Because Joanna texted I us. I know. <laughs> H- how did you know? That's a that's a great question. You want to know how I knew? Yes. Okay, so. Washington Post. Or do we, or do we want to like just, I think it's probably better whatever we're imagining. Okay. Right. Like Joanna's no, become a, I, a degenerate I, gambler uh, no, is what I, I'm thinking. I really do want to know. Um, so I was in uh, Uber this morning going mm-hmm. to a meeting down in Navy Yard and my Uber driver took a phone call and it was from her boyfriend who wanted her to drive him to the MGM Grand tonight. Nice. And she okay. said she was going to make him download the app if he wanted a ride. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's going to be a zoo over there. Uh, it opens at 11 o'clock tonight. The MGM Grand is going to be amazing. It's going to be Vegas Wait. in National Harbor. Is it? Is it right off of uh, 495? It's like not at, it's not actually at the National Harbor. Like it's like a little bit of a ways. Yeah, it's a little bit over. It's huge, right? Yeah. Yes. That's hilarious. I flew in and I was like trying to figure out, I was like, what is, is there a stadium? Because yeah. when I flew in yesterday, we, we flew right in over there and I was like, I don't remember that because I did Woodrow Wilson. Right. I've been over there for Ragnar. Um, I went there for a Dr. Seuss Christmas. Right. Uh, all sorts of events. Well, I, I think huh. it, it's going to be a game changer, uh, not for just degenerate gamblers, as you mentioned, Docs, but for all of us. I think it's going to yeah. be amazing. Joanna. Yeah. Have you been to Vegas before? No. No. We've no? talked about that okay, on the show. Yeah, all right. We have. We've, we've talked about that. All right. So you've not been to Vegas. Have you I, been to a casino? I've never been and, and I don't think casino. you need to gamble to really enjoy what's going to happen at the MGM Grand. <laughs> will you, I really don't. Joanna, will you go to the casino with us? Well, I actually was going to say I would like to go like right now because two things happened to me today. Number okay. one, a bird pooped on my glasses. Literally, it landed right on the bridge of my glasses. Uh-huh. And that's good luck. That's and, like, good luck? Okay. Yeah. That's Says good. who? I don't know, everyone. It's good luck if a bird poops right, on you. Who is and it was, this like, right, yeah. it was right in my okay. glasses. And then, 66% of the people in this room have never heard that <laughs> yeah. before, but okay, okay but go what's on. the second thing? All right, somebody will fact check that yeah. for me. Um, and then the second thing is that I found a lucky penny. So, I mean, okay. Whoa. my luckiness is very high right now. Mm-hmm. Go go roll some dice tonight. And things happen in sets of threes. Exactly. So mm-hmm. now I go and I Play win, some blackjack. Yeah, win like $2.2 million. <laughs> right, just like our buddy Wilson did. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. With the penny slots. Uh, don't expect to win that type of money from a uh, degenerate, self-proclaimed degenerate gambler. Uh, that's not normal. But I will say, you do <laughs> not have to get ga- just gamble. Wait what else do you do in a casino? There is going to be, if you like shows, there is going to be boys to men. Do you know who boys to men are? I do know who boys to men are. Okay, they they were they were part of my youth growing up. <laughs> I mean, 
I'm I, I'm I'm just being honest. They were they're really this is good. The way group. you said it, it's they were they were part of my youth growing up in high school. I know, but you know, who says the they were part who, of my youth? I mean, it's like you're a grizzled World War II veteran. I mean, who didn't enjoy, <laughs> you know, slow dancing at the prom to end of the road? Oh well, I don't. Have I did I don't have those memories. Um, okay, yeah, because you're a little younger. Are but they fine. are they uh, like in residence performers? Uh, or? No, no, no. Okay, good question. Because like Britney Spears is a performer at uh, uh, the Vegas Casino, but no, mm-hmm. I think they 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 are the opening act uh, either tonight or tomorrow. Uh, Bruno Mars is going to be there. Cher is going to be there. Wow. If you could turn back time. <laughs> we got Cher in the studio. It's a little as well. Annie Hughes uh, <laughs> shout out right there. Uh, so, huge act. So, I don't think you just have to be a gambler. And, uh, you know, we should have got them as sponsors. Uh, I'm just really excited <laughs> yeah. about about the MGM Grand opening that's 15 minutes away from our house. Yeah. Uh, and right across the way from, from the Old Town store. Let's go tonight. It opens at 11. I think tonight's probably not the move. Let's go a different night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think tonight is going to be a lot of people. Yeah, my Uber late. driver said it's going to be really crazy. It's going to be a zoo. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a zoo. So we we'll, we'll go another night. There'll be there'll be really good acts there. I hear there's a chocolate fountain. I don't think that you can like actually dip your finger into the chocolate fountain mm-hmm. but there is a chocolate fountain that's a piece of art that's going to be there hmm. some of the best chefs in the entire world are going to be uh remember have, that have restaurants right there at the mgm grand remember that snickers commercial when the chief's guy was painting and he <laughs> goes looks great well who are the chefs <laughs> yes <laughs> I, I do remember that yes good, um, good. i like those snickers commercials. yeah it's not going anywhere all right, so I don't know why I just shilled for the uh, MGM Grand for the last five minutes, but because it was your New Year's resolution <laughs> to gamble more. That's and true. I've got just Do you feel month. like you've accomplished that? I have not. No. I have not. Although Greg from Asics t- uh, texted me last night uh, that he wanted to place a small wager on the Bruins versus the Caps, and the Caps scored immediately, so he said it's off the table. So he <laughs> he did not wager with me, even though the the, the Caps actually blew the lead and then came back, but. Uh, I did not gamble as much as I'd like, so I've got a whole two weeks to make up for it. With uh, Farley, if you don't get enough gambling in for the year 2016, does that mean you're going to gamble like really heavy 2017? Yes. Yeah, I think that. Well, now that they're the MGM Grand is only 15 minutes away. But he used to drive up to the one in Maryland. Isn't that like an hour away? Yeah, I play poker up there. I I do enjoy going playing uh, poker for a few hours. Yeah, about an hour away. So this will be this will be easy uh, right across the river. I, I kind of um, I'm remiss that we didn't have like a podcast booth for the grand opening, like maybe like up on a stage somewhere uh, where we could have just done like a live. live. We blew that. Maybe we should just add in some slot machine noise in the background. Yeah. Uh, and, and then we'll just redo the introduction live from the MGM. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a good idea. All right. Well, ding, 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 we'll, uh, ding, ding, ding. We'll talk to some people. See, Joanna, that's what slot machines sound like. <laughs> we'll see if I mean I'm going to be a regular over there. I'm sure I can make it happen. Oh boy! Make sure you get your player card. I know you can get rewards on that. What is a player card? You get a player card and you put it on the table, and when you bet, they <laughs> keep track. The pit boss keeps track of how much you're gambling and how long you're gambling, and you accumulate rewards points for that. And basically, the the more you gamble the more they find you that there's somebody that they want to keep. So they're like, say, hey, we've got you comp dinner and all this kind comp of stuff. Comp room in the in the uh, hotel. So, yeah, it's it's important well, that if you are going to gamble, 
Um, and it is your lucky day. Uh, so, make sure so you get they, a player card. They try to like. Joanna's hook now. Well, no, I'm just thinking that for weak willed people, this is a very dangerous no, game. No, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, and I, I'm, I'm mostly facetious about all this gambling talk. <laughs> I'm not this de- degenerate gambler. Uh, I really don't have a problem. But yes, it, yeah, it, it, it does try to hook you in. Wow. Yeah. All right. Enough of the gambling talk. Yeah, if you want to listen to uh, more gambling talk, you can check us out on uh, Gamble the Nation, our <laughs> yeah, other podcast. Uh, we record <laughs> right. a six-hour podcast every day. Uh, we do. Uh, the yes. middle third is me playing blackjack against Farley. <laughs> it's really entertaining. <laughs> but, well, last week I was gone at uh, the running event and where the uh, – top store of the country was awarded and our next guest is the owner of the top store and i want to say i listened back to uh you guys uh interview J- uh, justin last week you guys did a great job i uh, really enjoyed it i actually listened to that interview a few times um but uh thank you for 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 the the kind my favorite part of the entire show was the kind words you gave me joanna so thank you <laughs> saying how hard it was to host uh really made my year so thank you for that but I was gone because I was at the running event, and Josh Levinson, the owner of Charm City Run, and his team won the top store of the year, and he's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the show, and now, Doc's Joanna, excited to be joined by one of my good friends who's the owner of Charm City Run, and he and his store is the number one store in the country. It's Josh Levinson. Josh, what's up, man? Not much. Good to be here. How, how are you? Good, man. Well, uh, thank you for uh, joining us. And, you know, I was we were kind of joking around that um, this is kind of the pinnacle of your career to be on the Pacers podcast. Are you Absolutely. I mean, winning store of the year was nothing right, compared to being on the Pacers yeah. podcast. <laughs> Who was joking? No, I wasn't joking. Of course yeah. not. Yeah, no, no joking there. Uh, so Josh and I are are, are, are buddies. He, he I, I said before you came on, Josh, that you've got a store down the street, uh, which I mean is pretty much true. You know, it's not not too far away. So we we and he and I get together, uh, you know, two or three times a year a year at uh, going to Orioles games or, you know, the Nats games or or some other sporting events. Uh, but we. Uh, really got to know each other when we first worked on the national marathon. Uh, that was probably maybe 10 years ago before it was even the rock and roll DC marathon. What do you, what do you recall for, how do we get that a, co- a contract? Um, I think that at the time our events business was a little bit more established than yours. You were definitely was. started. Kathy and I had uh, maybe I put Kathy on a five K. Yeah, I think Kathy was sort of heading it up, but there yeah. was no staff or anything like that. You guys were the staff. Um, and you had struck up, you were on some D.C. council, you know, advisory board type stuff, yep. and you had struck up a relationship with the Sports Alliance. Yep. Is that? Yep. I'm not sure if I'm pointing that term right. Um, and, of course, you went in there with your energy like you normally do, <laughs> and you told them that um, we could manage the race. Yes, we did. We had a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> we did, and we did that for probably a couple, few years, maybe three years. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, and and right. you did have a more established. And I remember we went in there and we said we've got this guy Dave Cooley, 
And Dave is amazing. He has been race directing and putting on races in Baltimore for how many? I mean, just tons of years, right? That's right. Uh, yeah, about 20 years. 20 years. And, and he was a name that these guys knew. I don't think Dave Cooley worked one second on the race. No, no. <laughs> so, so somehow we uh, we we put it together, and, and I think we asked some questions from time to time, but I don't remember him yeah. at uh, three o'clock in the morning no, in your apartment no. wearing uh, <laughs> wearing old Pacers gear. No, I don't. Th- I don't think he was. No, but Dave is great, and he he really is is a big part of of why you're you, you have such a great events business. Uh, right. But you you are uh, just a little about your your background. So Josh is an MBA, which is different from my background. My background was I I I, I barely barely took GED <laughs> <Right>. exactly. <laughs> so so M- MBA. Uh, why a running but store? I mean, you could be doing a ton of different things, man. But you have a PhD in running, right? So I do, um, I do. Yeah. So you know, it was, it was definitely a more you know, circuitous route to uh, run specialty than you had. I mean, it was kind of like your lifeblood. It's it's what you knew, and and for me, you know, you know, I didn't really understand run specialty at all until you know we were in Austin, Texas, in the mid nineties. Um, so you know, went there to go to business school at UT, and um, there was this great running specialty store and engaging the community like you guys do, and they were putting out free water and Gatorade um, on Town Lake every weekend where we used to run. Um, and Kara, my wife, was just like, we got to start supporting, you know, Runtex because they're doing this great thing for the community and asking nothing in return. And so we became a customer. And then, um, you know, my lacrosse days died, unfortunately. Uh, the world <laughs> team was not in my future. And, um, you know, just started running a lot more. And um, and then Kara got me a training program there for uh, Valentine's Day one year. And, you know, my life changed because then I was not only shopping there, you know, once every couple of months, but, you know, you're there every week and, and you feel the power of the community. And, um, you know, I'm not sure where I could articulate it then, but um, now, you know, it's, you know, you go in there and, you know, black, white, yellow, you know, rich, poor, middle class, um, a bunch of people getting along, having a great time with a positive attitude. Um, it's pretty powerful. Um, and you don't see that a lot in life, um, in organizations and communities. Um, and I just remember always having a good feeling when I was there and a good feeling when I was walking out of there. Um, and the owner's kids were always in the store. Mm -hmm. Um, and I could see that they had this special relationship with the young people working in the store. And I thought, ah, that'd be nice to have that someday. Was there anything in Baltimore? Did you, so you you grew up in, in, in the Baltimore area. Was there anything in Baltimore at the time? You know, this is probably 15 some, some odd years ago. Yeah, so I, I don't remember well, but, you know, before we went to Texas, um, I hadn't been in a running specialty store. Um, Hess Running Center was there when I was a young kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it moved into the mall. And I don't remember going to it once it moved into the mall. Um and then Hollywood Sports sort of retained a lot of those people after Hess Running Center closed. Um, and then when we were in Austin, the Falls Road Running Store opened, but I hadn't been there. Okay. I was, I was in Texas at that time. So you were in Texas, and you, and you, you finished your MBA and working, um, you know, a uh, corporate job, right? And then what was the point where you're like, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this. Yeah, so I was working at Dell Computer for two years, which was great because, you know, a ton of young, smart people, and I learned a lot there. 
Um, but, you know, I wasn't in love with computers. I don't wake up every day wishing I could learn more about a computer. Um, <laughs> I just wish that they worked more. But other than that, <laughs> I don't really right. think about them that much. And then, you know, and then you know, it's funny. I, like when I talk to people, I talk about like break points in careers. You know that everybody in their career has a pause. And, you know, you decide to either like bury what you want to do and just, you know, grin and bear it or you make a change. And and so from Dell, I went to this software startup and I thought it was going to be great. And it was the software startup times and everybody was making money. Um, and I was miserable. Mm. You know, I had this big title. I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. Um, there was all this infighting in the organization. You know, there was private equity money and venture money involved and you know, I didn't think we were acting with integrity all the time, um, and I and I had to get out, and it, and it made me think about, gosh, what do I like? You know, what do I like to do? And you know, I liked being at Runtex for sure. Um, and then Kara and I were back home in Baltimore, running on the NCR trail, uh, just north of Baltimore, and she said, you know, gosh, Baltimore really needs a Runtex. And I thought that'd be that'd be kind of neat. Let's see if we can do it. Was it really that simple? It really was like an idea that was sparked on a long run on that trail? It, it, really it, ha was. it hadn't been brewing before that? What had been brewing was I really like that lifestyle and I like to be there. Yeah. That was the catalyst that I remember. That's amazing. That is awesome. Um, so was it, you know, was the vision one story now? So Josh has got uh, seven locations now. Uh, he's got uh, five Charm City runs. Uh, he's got Vita, which is a, a women's, uh, women's only store. Is that right? Women's only. There's like a tiny bit of men's there, mm -hmm. but it's just, it's an athletic, casual women's concept. Sort of an athlete. So a lot of studio yoga stuff, a lot of Prana and Patagonia and things like that. And then he's got another brand, If the Shoe Fits in, uh, Frederick, Maryland. So was it the, was the vision, uh, you know, one store or just a, a, a few stores or what, what you have now? Was that what you were thinking the whole time? Yeah, it's so funny. Like, as you know, like when you have multiple doors, people are like, oh, so was the idea to have 20 or three? I mean, you know, the idea was to survive. <laughs> right. That was the idea. Right. You know, I mean, I'm living at home with my parents. I'm 30. <laughs> you know, I'm married with a kid and I'm living at my house, which I haven't been to since I've been in high school. I mean, it's a very, very humbling experience. So the goal is to make enough money to move out of your parents' house. <laughs> right. You know, right? Um, and and try to stay married while you're living with your parents. <laughs> um, so really, that was the goal. I mean, all kidding aside, and the, and the growth has been very organic. I mean, you know, our second location was in Bel Air, and the reason why we went to Bel Air is because our first manager was from Bel Air, mm -hmm. and everybody started coming to the Timonium store saying, "When are you going to open a store in Bel Air?" We thought that's a good idea. Let's look in Bel Air. You know. And then Annapolis, we had somebody in our training groups like, oh, I have a bunch of properties in Annapolis. You guys should come down and look at Annapolis. And we, we did and didn't like any of his properties, but we were like, oh, Annapolis, this place is great. Let's right. open a store in Annapolis. So it's never been, you know, as pathetic as it sounds, there's never been a master plan. And there still isn't. Yeah, and you guys are, uh, I mean, similar to what Pacers Running does, you're, I mean, everything is based around the community. Um, uh, like we've mentioned, you, you put on... A, a ton of a ton of road races. So you have you own a a race division as well. How many races do you guys put on a year? So we manage direct or time ninety, mm -hmm. but we own only ten. And you've got the uh, the the 
it's a part of the 10 is, and this, these are three great races and you can sign up for them now, the B3 distance challenge. So if you're a DC listener and uh, want to head up the road to, uh, to Baltimore, March 12th is your Patty. What's the Patty's day race? Yeah, it's a St. Patrick's day 5k. Um, Under Armour sponsors the whole series. They're and, a great supporter. And tell us about, yeah. So tell us about all three races. Yeah. So, um, the Kelly St. Patrick's Day 5K um, runs from Mount Vernon um, and finishes at Power Plant Live. Um, it's a very fast course. Um, I love the race. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get the guys that, like, sort of tumble down the street half a mile and go into a bar and never finish. <laughs> right. Um, and then you have a lot of elite runners, um, and especially from the Pacers area, that come up and yep. run just because you can get a really good 5K time. And the weather's kind of good if you're a serious runner. You know, it's pretty cool at that time of year in the mid-Atlantic, and so normally it's a cold, crisp, crisp day, you know, and, and people get good times. And then there's a huge post-race party and free beer, live music, um, really fun day, and it kind of kicks off the spring for us. Um, you know, that's kind of the start of our running season. And then April, April 8th, you have uh, the 10K. Tell us about that one. Yeah, so the Soul of the City 10K is the, one of the youngest in the series. Um, and that's been growing a lot. So that's 4,500 runners now. Um, that's in Locust Point at our, and starts at our Baltimore store. A um, really nice course, you know, through Federal Hill um, into the Fells Point area and back. Um, 10K, again, free beer for a couple hours, yeah. live music, um, finishes in the McHenry Row area. And, and then finally, the last race is uh, September 8th, uh, the last race of the B3 Challenge, the Charles Street 12 is that 12 miles or 12K? Uh, 12 miles. Nice. Um, it's a point-to-point and starts in the Towson area and goes straight down Charles Street. Um, and again, it finishes at Power Plant Live. I, I always wanted to copy the Broad Street Run mm-hmm. in Philly. Yep. I thought we could have one of those. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, and it's sort of like your GW Classic. It's like taking like the prettiest historic area you know, um, and making a race out of it. Um, and it drops about 500 feet in elevation. Um, it is bumpy, you know, so right. people think it's easy or kind of surprised. Uh, but it's awesome. I mean, for me, it's like the history of Baltimore. You yep. know, you start in the county and beautiful neighborhoods, and you pass the Washington Monument, you pass Loyola University, you pass Johns Hopkins University. So just really cool things to look at the whole time. And that's September 2nd. I don't know if I I, I actually might have botched that, but... So yes, you can Saturday Labor Day weekend. Yep, and Always. so you can register now. I'm plugging for them. Two hundred and five dollars now, which is a freaking deal for for all those three races. And let me just say this: none of them conflict with any Pacers races. Oh, so look that's at that. a that's a big deal, you know. Hey, hey, Josh. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that there's a common theme at your finish lines of uh, beer. So what kind of beer is it? Is it like a Miller Lite? What What do you have there? Um, Shamrock is always Miller Lightish. Nice. Um, and then Soul of the City is more of microbrew, that kind of thing. Um, and usually you have a choice provided by the Green Turtle and World of Beer. Um, and the World of Beer is usually they're selling like sort of higher end microbrews as well. Um, and then Charles Street 12 this year, um, we've actually got Diamondback, which is a local brewery providing the beer. Um, and we're moving the finish to Under Armour headquarters. So we're really wow. excited about Charles Street 12, um, which was always the idea. So it's 12 miles from Kenilworth, this little shopping area, um, to Under Armour headquarters. That's awesome. 
And it is all sponsored by by Under Armour, so really, really cool. Again, let me reiterate: don't conflict with any Pacers races. You can <laughs> you can start off the season and run the four courts four miler March 11th, and then run his his Patty's Day run the next day. So, uh, you know that that there's there 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 is there is that of uh, part. Uh, that's that's a big part of uh, you know. I, I want to make Spit sure people. Out. I want to make sure people run our races. You know. Um, Absolutely, and when you come up to Baltimore, wear your Pacers stuff. Yeah, I exactly. Love, uh, no, I love taking pictures of those guys and sending them to my friends. No, and Pacers. no, no doubt. So. Josh, you guys were, it was awesome. I was there last week. Uh, you guys were voted the top store of the year, the first store in the Mid-Atlantic. And I think they've been doing this. Uh, Formula for Media elects the top 50 stores every year uh, and the store of the year every year. And I think they've been doing this for about 10 years now. And you guys are the first store in the Mid-Atlantic who's been voted the top store of the year. And it was a, it was an awesome night. So Tell us about that. Were you surprised? Uh, how exciting is that for you guys? Oh, boy. Um, you know, I was incredibly surprised. Um, it was a great night. You know, I mean, no stores in the Mid-Atlantic have won before, but there's been a lot of bridesmaids, you know, never bride. I mean, yep. you know, you guys have been in there and are well-deserving. And I think once you get to the final four that they elect, I mean, all those stores are, are pretty deserving. Can I ask a, a quick question? So, so going sure. into that night, you know that you're a, fi- a finalist. Yep. Yeah. So going into that night, you know you're in the top four, and beyond that, you don't know anything. Okay. And, and you know that they've come to your store and they've taken a video and they've interviewed a bunch of people, but you haven't seen the final product. So, um. So you don't know if you look like an idiot. You don't know. <laughs> if, yeah. You know. I mean, you don't know anything. Right. Um. And you know, I was. When I was there, I was learning all these things about the history, and I kept thinking, the more I learned, the more I thought that we were not going to win. Huh. Uh, why, why, why do you say that? Because um, Chris and others had said a multi-door format had yeah. never won before. Yeah. And I think part of the reason is is that it's a little complex, because they mystery shop one store, mm-hmm. um, and then you have... A lot of your top people could be working at another store that day, um, and they're collecting community engagement information, and different stores interact with different communities. If you're truly local, right. it just adds a level of complexity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, when they were doing the video, they were interviewing all these people. Um, a lot of the people they were interviewing didn't work at the door that got secret shopped. And so it just it, it adds a level, and, and I just thought, you know, the people that do these things, obviously everybody wants it to be clear and easy, you know, and I just thought, eh, you know, Charm City Run's a little complex like Pacers is. Right. You know, a lot of the other finalists were one really strong door. And, and so I just thought, you know, and also Baltimore's Baltimore's Baltimore, right? It's, it's, all, it's kind collar. of always the bridesmaid, yes. It's kind of that second tier. I would, you know, I of course I'm from Arlington in Washington, D.C., so I always think D.C. trumps Baltimore. Other than our sports teams always lose to the ball. I'm, I'm hanging up now. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, just giving you a hard time. But no, I, yeah. uh, I no, I do see what you're saying, and the criteria is secret shop community involvement. Is there another uh, facet there? Well, Chris, I thought we used to think that there was a thing about credit standing. Yeah, that's and right. Yep. Bender, but I'm not so sure that's the case anymore. Okay. It seemed that they were talking a lot about community engagement, and I think ours is really high. I know yours is really high, yeah. too. Um, and then secret shopping, you know, I mean, if you're talking about 
35 people working the floor on any given day, going to 35, you know, it's, it's tough to know how you're going to do how how excited were were your uh, I mean this is all about the employees after talking to you I mean it really is all about the employees and you you were so good to you know kind of award this 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 award to your employees I mean how how excited were they They were incredibly pumped Yeah you know um, and you know you know Tom and Brian you've known them for years you know our our general managers people that have been with us over 12 years and you know they were just you know, when we got nominated for the Final Four, there was this feeling of, of course, what took what took right, so long, but right. also, but also, that's a really neat honor and that kind of thing. And then when we won, you know, when you won, you're ecstatic, and it's kind of like a it's kind of validation for all your hard work. But it's hard to predict um, the positive feelings and excitement of your staff and and the people that work with you back home. I mean, they were incredibly pumped and still are. How does the reveal work at the at the event, and then and then how did you reveal the uh, the the honor to your staff? Oh, it was out a, a minute later. So so after you walk off, somebody from competitor says, "Hey, can I interview you for a couple of minutes?" Actually, it's like thirty seconds. They asked two questions, and then there was a press release with a picture of us, um, you know, out on social media. By the time we were in the bus, wow, coming back, um, and then I think you know, our guys, you know, back home are tagging it and sending it out, you know, posting it on Facebook and um, doing all that. As Chris knows, I am a social media disaster, so I don't really know how it all works, but um, it, it got out there. Is he going to sign up for your class, your social I do, media I class? I do teach a social media class, Josh. You, 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 you and I need a one-on-one class for sure. It's some tutoring. <laughs> tutorial. For sure. Yeah. I'll pay you anything. Yeah. Um, Whatever you had a uh, you had a celebrate. So Joanna, they closed the store early last night to have a celebration for that. Wow. I know. Um, how was that, man? I mean, I, I, everybody must have been super psyched. They were so they were so excited, and uh, we had a we we're supposed to have a manager meeting that morning, and we ended up putting it to the night right before the party started. And so I got to thank you know our leadership team, and you know, and that was pretty meaningful. Uh, but then when I when I got to thank the whole staff, I definitely got pretty emotional. It was, you know, it's it's a, it's not what happened this year, right? It's right. A point, uh, it's a point in time where you where you think back to when you were selling one Cliff Bar a day, <laughs> uh, right? And and you think back of you know all the hard work you've put in, but the people that really made it happen, the people that really put in the hard work to make it happen, because you know. You can, as an owner, founder, you can do a single door by yourself or with a little help or with a little part-time help. I mean, there's no way you can have a strong organization with you. I mean, you don't matter that much, right? right? It's your young leaders that are energetic, you know, and bring their A-game every day. And we've got a lot of those, um, and they know how much I appreciate it. And then when I have to say it in front of a bunch of people, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty highly charged emotionally. Yeah, and I think I mean I think you said this to me. It's like you, you're not any different. You're not any better than you were, you know, three weeks ago before you were acknowledged as the store of the year of the seven hundred some, nine hundred some, however many, however way way you count it. You're no different than you were three weeks ago before your store year. But it is nice to be acknowledged. Um, it, it was it was I was there. I was I was so excited for him too. It was just awesome. Yeah, I mean, and that's. 
gosh, that just lends itself to the class of the industry. I mean, you and, you know, several other of my close friends in the industry were, I mean, it looked like you guys were as pumped as we were. And I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's special. I mean, that's special. You know, it really was. I mean, that was one of the most special parts of the evening. That's awesome. Uh, one other thing you do, and I think this definitely helped your community service uh, award, was uh, you do 1% for the planet. I see that on your like your tagline emails uh, on on your uh, on your website. What what is that? Yeah, so community giving is really important to us as it is to you, and um, you know you can do that through your efforts, right? But at some point, if if you're doing okay, I mean, you got to do more than your time, and also your time is very malleable. You know, sometimes you give a lot of time, sometimes you give a little time. You know, I like to be able to measure things. Mm-hmm. You know, so I used to see this logo, 1% for the planet, on Cliff products and Patagonia products, and I'd wonder what it was. And so, you know, it's an international organization, um, and to belong, you have to give 1% of your revenues to an environmental nonprofit. Um, And what's even better than that is you can give all locally. Wow. So every single recipient of that money would be local, like the Chesapeake Bay Foundation or Severn River Keepers or the Patuxent River Keepers or the, you know, Oyster Recovery Project. So um, you can do all stuff that matters locally. Um, We did that for a couple of years, um, and it was great. And, you know, they measure. You have to give them the front page of your tax return. You have to show them that the donations equal 1% of that. Um, And then we started thinking that, you know, Baltimore's had some, Baltimore's had some issues, right? Right. And, you know, we need to help. We need to do a better job helping the underserved. And so we sort of, we said we want to stick with that 1% model, but we're not going to do 1% for the planet. So we hold ourselves accountable to do 1% of our revenue, um, and we count ourselves, but we're not just doing environmental stuff. It's going anymore. locally. Right. Wow. So we are no longer that's, a, so it's, an it's shifted. Wow, that's awesome. But, yeah, I mean, it's... It's. I think it's even more powerful that it, that it, you can keep this money local and and more impactful to uh, that community you serve. That's that's really cool. All right, finally, Josh, you um went to you were actually our third guest who's gone to who went to Rio this summer. We had Kathy Dalby, of course, who cool. is uh, in charge of all Pacers events. We had Bob Kennedy, who uh, you know former professional runner who once won a frying pan. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a race, that claim was to a, fame. That that maybe is claim to fame, and and mm-hmm. so Josh Levinson's our third guest from that ASICS trip to Rio. Yeah, I'm glad you qualified that because we have a lot of other guests like Matthew Centrowitz Jr. Right, right. Uh, Matthew Centrowitz Senior. Right, who Kate are Grace. That's true. They were on Rio, but okay. no, on this ASICS yes. trip. Okay, where Josh was on that ASICS trip. Uh, so I do want to ask you about uh, anything of note about. Kelly or Kathy uh, at at the Rio trip? Any dirt, anything? <laughs> you got it. Um, first of all, I love spreading Kathy dirt. So <laughs> exactly. thank you for the question. Yes. Um, so a couple of things. I mean, one is Kelly was very well behaved and very nice. <laughs> of course. And I can't say that about the other Pacers member <laughs> of course. on the trip. Whoa. Um, <laughs> right. Um, so, of course, in typical Pacers fashion, they were the last people I saw. Yes. Coming into Rio. Sounds right. So I don't know if they missed a flight or, you know, but they were all harried and out of sorts and they were last. Right. Okay. So, of course, Pacers, you know, they That's had something it. to do. Yep. And <laughs> then we're at an event. I believe it was a volleyball event. And Kathy's like, I got a problem. 
And I'm like, what's your problem? She's like, the women's soccer team's playing, and I need to watch it. Oh, uh, that sounds about she right. She me her bag, and she had, like, what looked like 86 chargers <laughs> for her phone, portable chargers that were, like, in this spider web thing. Yes. And, like, you know, and, like, the tentacles were, like, coming out of the bag, like yeah. they were going to attack somebody. Yep. Um, and she still ran out of power and didn't see the action. <laughs> well, it's but not plugged into anything in the bag. That's true. The 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 funny, the funny thing is about so the award ceremony where Josh and Charm City and his team won the uh, uh, won the store of the year was at Epcot Center. It was this really nice nice spot. I told you they went to Epcot. Well, I you think were right. it, I think it was Eb- Epcot. I think it was Epcot. It was. It, it was, was yeah. Epcot. Whatever. Whatever. However you pronounce it, Docs. But. The funny thing is, I was about to say is, I was looking to charge my phone, and I went to one place to char- try to charge it, and already plugged in there was Kathy's phone. So we were the two yeah. people out of the five hundred who uh, were nobody tra- else's. No, nobody, nobody else's. else's. Five hundred people. Yeah, two people charged. Two people charged. Fighting for that one, out- one outlet. Yeah, no, pretty good. And the night before, we were going out to dinner, and I was herding cats. Yes. You know, every time I got one of you, I couldn't get the other one. <laughs> mm. Yep. And hey, guess what? Kathy writes me. Don't text Chris. He's out of battery. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's about right. That sounds I'm about like, right. What, what do you guys do to your phones? What's going on? Farley watches high school football YouTube highlights. <laughs> I, do, I don't. I yes, don't he does. I'd like to. I'd like to say that I'm I'm working, and and so I run the juice out. But that's probably not accurate. I feel like your phone is like charging your enthusiasm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so your phone is there's like a phone connected to an IV, which is connected yeah, to your arm. That's it. And you're going crazy for like two hours, and then everything crashes. That's everything short circuit. And and then you just he disconnects from everything around him as he's looking for an outlet. I shut down. Yeah, that's yeah. what he's saying. I do. Yeah, that's right. Nailed it. All right. Well, I, I appreciate uh, your time. Uh, congratulations, man, to you and your staff. Uh, just an awesome, awesome day and such a well-deserved award. And like you said, man, it wasn't just this year. It's it's a culmination of, of so much work. Um, and and, and it really was I was really proud and, and excited for you guys. Well, thanks for your time. It was great to be on the Pacers podcast. <laughs> and uh, you're a class act. Oh, I, pre- I appreciate it. Well, I want you to spread the good word with the Charm City Run folks. So hopefully we pick up a listener or two. Uh, Absolutely. And we'll, we'll, have to do, we'll have to do something uh, more in Baltimore. We've talked about doing uh, you know, a high school race with you guys, but we'll, we'll have to yeah. uh, coordinate something uh, together in the future. Maybe a relay. All right. Let, yeah, let's do it. Just right down the street. Right? I know. D.C. to Baltimore. It is right down the street. We could yeah. easily do it. All right. Great. Thanks again, Josh. Um, really appreciate it, man. All right. Let me know how to connect this all on the interweb. <laughs> I will. I'll, oh, get, I'll, oh, get, no. I'll get you all the links. All right. There he goes. That's Josh Levinson. He is the owner of Charm City Run, who won the store of the year this year. This is Pace the Nation. We'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Josh Levinson for joining us here on Pace the Nation. Uh, I just talked to him. He said, please make sure I'm not the worst guest ever on the show. <laughs> like, come on. I was like, go listen to episode one, two, three, four. There has been- No some, guests on that. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there's there's been some- I mean, he's, he, was, he was great. Who do you guys think was our worst guest? <laughs> yeah, let's not go that <laughs> list. Definitely not Josh. 
no, I love Josh. It was it was uh, awesome to have him on. Um, well deserved award. Uh, the second best store in the world uh, behind Pacers, of course. Right. Um, I I wanted to ask Josh where I know that Charm City is the nickname of Baltimore, and that's yeah. why his stores are called Charm City. But why is Baltimore called the Charm City? Okay, tweet us in at Pace the Nation. Let us know why is it called the Charm City. Yeah, and not not somebody who who's a regular listener. How yeah. about how about a new Baltimore listener? Exactly. Tweet Wait. us up and tell us why Charm City. Yeah, are there any Amandas in Baltimore? <laughs> no, <laughs> Amandas have to move to Boston. Let's see what what name we can get in in Baltimore. Okay. Well, maybe you work at Charm City. Maybe you're a customer at Charm City. Whatever. I, yeah. You know, just yeah. Let let us know. That's a great great question. Well, I'm sorry we ran out of time because I had a lot of follow up questions. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Farley, I Mike, how many admirals do you think he has <laughs> with his fleet of stores? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Tweet us in if you uh, if, if you're you an admiral. There. Yeah, tell us what yep. rank admiral you yep. are. Yep. Um, Joanna and I were talking about this while you were on the phone, um, ignoring us. Yes. It's crazy that how much Baltimore wants to be like the Washington D.C. area that they just name everything the same. <laughs> so like our D.C. area. Uh, listeners are going to be so confused. They're like they're starting a 5K at Mount Vernon. Right. Uh, they have a Washington monument. Joanna That's pointed out perceptive. they have a Kenilworth. Yeah, wow. That, <laughs> Every well, everything that he named is in DC. Well, how do you know those weren't first? How do you know they weren't first in Baltimore? Which came first, DC or Baltimore? Listen, you're asking the wrong guy. But I, <laughs> I, I have no idea. I mean, who would know that? Um, but that is interesting. He did say like the the Charles Street Twelve goes right by the Washington Monument. Mm-hmm. That, that did give me a little pause. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, but not the White House, not the, <laughs> right, right, right. the Lincoln well, Memorial. And then he it's was talking about get. their March five k starts at Mount Vernon. Yeah, I well, I know. All right, that is that is good. Well, again, new listeners, we don't want you just going on Wikipedia. You know, yeah, we don't want like. Michael, you need to know this. Michael P. Miller going on Wikipedia. He probably and, already knows the answer. Wait, wait. I have a great idea. I would love it if somebody was listening to the show who is a tour guide in Baltimore okay. and would mm. wants to give us a tour of Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, perfect. Yeah. There you go. Uh, this is really specific. Tweet us, tweet, tweet us at Pace the Nation. All right. The holidays are upon us. It is my favorite time of the year. Uh, a lot of times we get uh, running clothes being in the industry for uh, Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever holiday during this time of year you celebrate. Um, or jo- if you don't celebrate at all. Or you don't celebrate at all. It's still <laughs> mm-hmm. a good time to get running clothes. Uh, Joanna, you had a running clothes question. Yeah, so I um, typically wear the same couple outfits running for like a week, maybe like a week and a half before I actually wash those clothes. <laughs> and it was pointed out to me by a colleague that this is disgusting. Well, let me let me ask you this. Is it this time of year or the summer is the same sort of standard? Uh the summer is the same standard. <laughs> Ooh. So I think it's I think there's two answers there. The summer, not okay. Yeah. Winter, oh, you can definitely get by you could get by a month with some of this. Well stuff. how often do you wash your running clothes? Again. It's season specific, but yes, uh, I'd say once every week and a half or so. So, but are you winter. wearing like you have a tank top? You wear it once in the summer and then throw it in the wash, or do you wear it a couple times, throw it in the wash? Probably throws it in the trash. <laughs> 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 once, once in the summer, and then, and then you wash it. Yes, okay. short sleeve, t- tank tops, any of that stuff. Yes, just once. Just once. Wow. 
I mean, uh, I th- I think a, a bit of it depends on the individual as well. Yeah. Like, I stink worse than you do, probably. Yeah. So. For, forget it. I am not wearing uh, anything that I've run in again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I actually have, I, I put my running clothes during the win- during the summer. Yeah. I put my running clothes in a separate bin and wash those separate to my regular clothes because I will get a stench on my regular clothes if yeah. I don't do that. Well, I do that all year. You do that all year. Okay. Yeah. And you sh- and you probably should because of the the materials mm-hmm. and the running clothes. But mm-hmm. I, sh- I I figured uh, you know if I figure it depends on how much you stink when you run though. That's that's the determining factor. There's a better way to say that. <laughs> Don't you say like it depends how much you glow? Right. Exactly. <laughs> there, there it is. Thank you. Do you use special detergent for yes, your running clothes? I do. I do actually use special uh, detergent tied with uh, w- with Febreze. Uh-huh. free sport uh, and there's a couple of uh other you know running specific uh detergents out there as well that i've used in the past but right now i'm using the tide with febreze sport highly recommend that what do you do joanna um i also use tide with febreze sport do you really <laughs> yeah. wow we finally found common ground <laughs> amazing what is this episode 84 <laughs> yes amazing um, I love that you looked at your watch to figure out what episode it was. I'm I'm not kidding. You guys are completely educating me right now. Yeah, you well, just throw them in the regular. What's your washing routine? I don't have separate bins. Okay. Oh, you should. I, I didn't know that this was a thing. Do you put your running clothes in the dryer? Yeah. Also, a big no. No, I don't do that. Yeah. Holy cow. Very, very. You can do it, but it's got to be the heat has got to be almost very, very low. Oh, yeah. I do uh, all my clothes with a really low heat okay. anyway. Okay. I right. f- still feel like you should just hang them up to dry. Uh huh. Um, Farley <laughs> hangs me out to dry all the time. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, so what I learned right now is that I should have separate running bin. Yeah. That I should have a special running clothes wash. Yeah. Yes. Detergent. Uh, apparently, we're getting cash from Tide with uh, <laughs> Febreze. Febreze. Well, yep. Febreze Sport. Good, good to know. Yep. Um, and actually, that makes sense that I need to do that. Uh, I didn't know that you don't put your 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 running clothes in in the dryer. I did know that you don't put your running shoes in the dryer. <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, so I'm I'm I've got that one down. Um, and I just learned that I need to throw out my entire wardrobe <laughs> and start over from scratch <laughs> because I've been doing it wrong and and I everything's tainted. All right. Well, Greg from Asics is listening. <laughs> uh, Docs, you know you know his sizes. Uh, hook him up this uh, holiday season as if he hasn't hooked me up <laughs> enough <laughs> exactly. all right so also uh, ho- speaking of the holidays yeah I, you know i, I don't want to go into a whole thing but i probably will but you will yeah. here we go uh, buckle up is this about the christmas lights well the christmas lights yeah. we already did that one we d- we well i mean the christmas lights is just part of it okay. i do like the white christmas lights i mm. do like putting up your tree Right after Thanksgiving. And I think, you know, putting up your tree should be a whole thing. I don't know how you guys uh, do the, the going to get your tree. and. What do you mean a whole the, thing? Like make a big well, deal out of it. Make a big deal. So this year I, I put on my, my Santa uh, top and my Santa hat and mm-hmm. went to the uh, local uh, church and picked out a tree. And you need to get a real tree. I mean, that's <laughs> that. You got to have a real tree. I know it's a little messier. <laughs> but you got to have the real tree. Agreed or disagreed? Now, now, when you say a real tree, 
Uh, are you talking about a dead tree, or are you talking about one where where you <laughs> no, actually? I'm not going to grow it. No. No, my sisters, my really? sister would do this, where they would go down to the, uh, they'd get a live tree. Wow. And they'd keep it in the living room, and then afterwards they plant it in the yard. Now I'm talking about going to your local church or civic center and picking right. out one that's been chopped down from right. a Christmas tree farm. Something that's been killed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say it in such a negative way. But I, I think facts. No, no. <laughs> I think it's yeah, a, Farley hates facts. it's a it's a big difference to have the real tree versus, you know, the fake tree that has no scent to it. Yes, the pine needles will fall oh, you on your get floor. The, you get the car freshener and you put it in the fake yeah. no, You just get an no, air freshener. No, yeah. you don't. Get no, a nice don't. candle. With Febreze. No, it is a <laughs> totally different experience than putting when you put on your Santa outfit and you go up into the attic and pull the tree from downstairs versus going and buying. <laughs> it's just a different experience. Okay, okay I have follow-up right? questions. Okay. Um, so number one, can people put colored lights on their Christmas tree? Yes, that's okay. So they just can't have colored lights the on bulbs. their houses. Not the big bulbs, but Wilson H- Horrell did did tweet me, and I'm, I'm coming around. His tree was pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, it had that the was big, a really nice tree. It had the big bulbs, but yes, those are okay. Outside, you got to have light. Uh, light colored uh, lights. So just, mm-hmm. you know, just the regular color. No right. no colors. All right. Um, what else is on your, your right. rant? <laughs> All right. Also, when you're putting up your tree, you got to have the right Christmas cocktails. You guys into the Christmas cocktails? What Christmas cocktail is James drinking these days? <laughs> well, he drinks the same thing every time. Uh, and it's just either... F- Actually, he doesn't. He drinks... I don't we know. don't want to get into. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go into all that. I like the I like the the exact moment when Farley realized that we're not going to have this discussion. <laughs> it was not at the beginning of the sentence. No. <laughs> no. So, what is you guys' favorite Christmas cocktail when you're putting the ornaments on the tree? Some some sort of hot chocolate. I do like the hot hot chocolate is good. You can put uh, hot chocolate. A with virgin hot chocolate. No, you gotta yeah. have hot. Uh, well, you can do a virgin hot, ch- virgin hot chocolate. But I don't understand why you would like hot chocolate is delicious. Why would you mess it up by putting something in it that peppermint has a- vodka and a hot chocolate is good. That's probably true. Peppermint vodka and hot chocolate or hot apple cider is very, very delicious for this Christmas season. Who is this guy? This is this is plain turkey sandwich Miller Lite. <laughs> well, I just telling us about you gotta have the Christmas music blaring in the background too while you're doing this. To make the experience exactly what, what it should ki- be. What kind of Christmas music? Are you, know, you like uh, rocking like, around the Christmas tree or like that's three good. tenors? I'll take it. I'll, I'll take both those. I like the Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. <laughs> uh, what about the one. Olivia Olsen version of that? <laughs> it's probably in the rotation. I like that too. <laughs> I like the Drifters. Uh, I'm not a big Drifters fan, but I do like... Uh, the drifters play a couple of Christmas songs. So, uh, you know, it's Ben Crosby. All the spectrum is, yeah. this is the one time of year where you can really uh, mix in Ben, Cro- ben Crosby with this is it. This is, Yeah, there's a lot of uh, rules for Christmas. Um, yeah. What are your other Christmas decorations like? Like, do you have a little snow village? Well, do you have something in every room? How much? How big Snow do Globe get? last year, London knocked it down and broke that. That was annoying. That was all over the floor. Uh, we've got uh nutcrackers mm. uh the redskin nutcracker uh w- with the university of virginia nutcracker so I, I try to add to my nutcracker list or 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 collection every single year so when you're when you're old you're you're gonna be like this crazy person with with christmas nutcrackers yeah, prob- yeah. probably but uh, they'll come in handy because they can you know <laughs> crack they, nuts exactly yeah because yeah, you because his teeth won't work yeah so it could mash <laughs> all of your food well that's that's uh, that's actually a good good idea yeah. 
That's a good application. <laughs> That's a really it. creepy yeah. visual of like an old barley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also around the house, you got to have the mistletoe. You right, got to have that. Mm-hmm. Reefs on the front door is can, a must. Can I can I interject yeah. for a second? You know, yeah. you know the berries on mistletoe are poisonous, right? <laughs> no, I didn't. All right, well, you have a child now, so <laughs> keep in mind that okay. mistletoe is 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 a poison. <laughs> I didn't know. That. <laughs> Who knows that stuff? Probably a dad should. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, but anyway, go on with your rules of, of Christmas decorations. Well, you get- Wait, how does London, uh, how's she with a tree? She ripped a, off a, a couple of branches, but I think she's realized now that it's not her toy. So, you know, after a couple stern talking to, she's been fine. Or any of the ornaments hurt? No, she doesn't. She doesn't hmm. really uh, attack the ornaments. Only thing in the house. She what doesn't. about the, your cat? Does the cat climb into the cat tree? Cat doesn't come downstairs, oh. so it doesn't get to, to in the tree mix. But uh, how does the cat get outside if it doesn't come downstairs? Uh, Windows. We, uh, we usher. We we <laughs> usher him outside sometimes. Usher. <laughs> no. Uh, I could go on and on and on. I, I, you well, know, let I me get, ask a question. Okay. Does this apply to all of our Jewish listeners? Yeah. So I was just talking to Josh. Josh actually celebrates both Hanukkah and Christmas. So, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't know those traditions. Uh-huh. So but but I, you should have stern rules for them. Yeah, I don't necessarily. <laughs> like have the same how big rules. the menorah should be <laughs> right. and yeah. uh, who gets to play with the dreidel first. Yeah, I, I don't I don't. Are those offensive things that I just said? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't know those rules. I've got so much because I wasn't on the show last week. I'm going a million miles an hour. Did you notice that the show was like 30 minutes last <laughs> know, week without you going on and on and on? Yeah, but he's fully charged this <laughs> week. <laughs> and I've got one. All right. So let's. Uh, th- those are rules for Christmas. Uh-huh. Uh, do you guys agree, disagree? This is hilarious because uh, in the introduction, Farley claimed he was going to go around the <laughs> table. And Joanna even called him out and said that. Uh, we probably won't have time for our input. I'm just looking and at the And here clock. we are. I'm looking at the clock. Here we are. And I got another thing I need help with. We're allowed know. to say yes or no. <laughs> That's the input. Joanna, just, we don't have time for both of us I'm to answer. Getting, Would you like to answer for both of us? <laughs> uh, all right. You don't have to answer that question. Maybe we can get into that. On, on, on There is another episode before Christmas, so maybe we can get into that next episode or not. I don't well, know. Well, I thought our Christmas special was a musical. Well, I did have one thought for our Christmas special. Okay. A musical's not bad. This is the, the what I wanted to leave us with. I believe for the for the Christmas part. Oh. Uh for the Christmas part of this show. I believe we should have a gift give. Uh a gift exchange? A gift Secret exchange. Santa? Secret Santa for our uh, <laughs> I think with three people, Secret Santa <laughs> is pretty obvious. <laughs> well, Secret Santa or what's the other what's the other uh not Secret Santa? Oh, like a, a Yankee Yeah, Yankee, Yankee swap. swap. Yeah. With three people also. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe we get Kelly involved. I truly believe... All right, let's do a Yankee swap we, Let's do a Yankee swap uh, for our, our next show. Okay. And and the, the price limit will be $1,000. $20. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, $20 or 50 I don't know. Uh, no, let's say $20. Okay, so you, we're all in for that. Okay. I like to be festive. I love this time of year. Uh-huh. So let's 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 do as much uh Christmas stuff as we can. Let's get all that we can out of Christmas. Mhm. Um all right. I did have one more thing I wanted to get to um and I know we're kind of running short on time. I may have developed a new training uh method. 
Okay. Uh, is this running related? Running related, yes. I've been running with my dog recently, and it may change the way that I that I train. So recently, you're doing more fart licks now. Well, yeah, pr- pretty much because of the dog. But recently, now who sh- dictates the pace? You, London, or a l- squirrel? L- l- <laughs> let, me, let me get to that. Let me get to that. So recently, <laughs> Julie has taken the training wheels off of London, and I'm able to run with her for the whole eight mile loop that I do. I do this eight mile loop. I run by Dox's place. I go down, you know, all this, uh, and end up. It's a back, whole thing. It's a whole thing. Back into Cl- back into Clarendon. So I do this eight mile loop. Probably two to three times a week. Mm-hmm. Last week I did it, and my time was thirty seconds faster than uh, what my normal time was. And the reason was I had London running in front of me, dragging me along the mm-hmm. way, pretty much for the entire eight miles. Ching! Guess what? Pacers is now selling puppies. <laughs> <laughs> So do you use so, a, do you use a stump puppy leash? So where where it's like attached it's to your waist, waist, so you're not exactly. holding anything so not, in your hand. So yeah, so she's pulling my waist and literally making me run. Is it? Do you think that needs an asterisk? <laughs> so <laughs> well, I, I actually thought about like I thought about the guy who ran. We did the story of the guy who ran the yeah. mile with the dog. Yeah, I'm not as impressed anymore. <laughs> I mean, literally, she could run five minute miles all day. I feel like she could run five minute miles yeah. all day. Now I have a German short hair pointer mm-hmm. who is this crazy hunting hound and she can run for days. Right. So mm-hmm. now that I've gotten to be able to run with her for these full eight miles, it's almost the, the opposite effect of, you know, putting on a parachute behind you and running with the parachute behind mm-hmm. you and it holding you back. This is propelling me forward and speeding up my cadence of my legs. Mm-hmm. How, how did you uh, fail physics? I don't get it. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I wish this guy would work with me for a second here. Not just take shots. He's, he's, he looks for every single opportunity just to take a shot at me. I'm asking a real question here. So, Well, there's a question? There's a question. Yeah, I didn't hear a question. <laughs> the question. I didn't know we were allowed to talk on this show anymore. <laughs> the question is... Like, do you think that's going to be beneficial? Because my legs are moving faster without having to up my heart rate. So I believe one or two times a week having my legs go faster with without needing. Like, I could do this after a hard run and my legs would go faster and get the uh, benefit of my legs going faster with without having uh, to feel that much or having feel really tired you're gonna be so mad at me for saying this okay like all i can see when because of the visual that you were giving us by spinning your hands like this is like i just imagining you in a cartoon running in (laughs) place like you're you know you you know how they're running (laughs) yes yeah i I, again asking for serious input here does this is this a good training method all right tweet us at pace the nation (laughs) Because you guys don't know. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, my, my, my time for the entire course was 30 seconds faster per mile, and I didn't feel more tired. Yeah, but it doesn't. That's because you didn't do all of the work. Right. Like, your dog is doing some of the work. Correct. But I, but I get what Farley's saying, though, because my like, legs, mu- like muscle memory, maybe he'll, his body will adjust it's to like a doing faster. Strides. Yeah, do a faster cadence. Yeah. For, th- for that, I would say that, yes, if, if, uh, if it helps with your stride then it could be beneficial. Um, but otherwise, it, it's certainly, like you already said, it's not helping you cardiovascularly. But that's, that's true, but I'm not relying on this. I'll do some cardiovascular uh-huh. work. No, I understand. I understand. There's there's no cardio benefit to it. Right. 
Uh, the fact that you finish with a, a 30 second faster time doesn't matter. But if it's changing your mechanics and the mechanics are positive, yes. If it changes your mechanics, uh, it could also, you could also get hurt doing it. You That's know? true. That's true. At, at one point I was running, I, was, I thought I cracked the code on some new training method mm-hmm. that no one's ever thought of. Because it's not well, they they have just nobody shared it on a podcast before. Maybe, Obviously, this guy we not. talked about in the mile, yeah, maybe. he figured it out. He, he did figure he's, it out. He's kicking the door right now. <laughs> I know. It's like why is Farley letting the cat out of the bag? Yeah, that's true. The one the one disadvantage. I was listening to this other podcast uh, while running. Sac sacrilegious. Uh, no, and and one of the the guests on the podcast was talking about a a moose who is running, and moose apparently will run as fast and as far uh, until their heart explodes. Hmm. So as I was running with the dog, I was like, wow, well, maybe we should slow down a little bit. Uh, I don't think that happens to dogs. Well, it are, does. You, are you? <laughs> does it really? Yeah. <laughs> does it really? Yeah, that's why it's uh, it's dangerous to overwork your dog in the summer because they will keep, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. All right. I will, I will make sure that she, but this is easy for Farley's. Her. Farley's learned two big things today. <laughs> Do you know? Do you remember what the two important things you learned are? Uh, One of them's easy because you just learned it. Yeah, that that dogs, if it's too hot, they will uh, run themselves to exhaustion. Okay, and the other one, Christmas related, has to do with the stuff you hang over the door. Oh, mistletoe is poisonous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those are those are very very. These could be family uh, changing. This things. could be cha- family yeah. changing. So I hope you yeah. write scribble those down on your notepad. <laughs> I, I will. Um, so I guess there's yeah I guess there's probably some people who have tried this before. Uh, so if you've tried it and you we know we've got a lot of uh, dog enthusiasts who listen to the show, uh, let us know. Tweet us at Pace the Nation. Uh, is this a new training method that is going to change my entire? Uh, training regiment or is this something that am i missing something i don't know um but i i think uh i think my next race if i have I, if i have the dog with me i think i could run 30 seconds faster per mile asterix <laughs> so we did run uh the race this weekend joanna you and i ran the 15k sure did uh how'd it go oh an awful <laughs> you sound very uh negative uh, yeah, Trip told me, I said I wanted to run Jingle, and Trip was like, okay, are you going to do the 5K? And I said, no, I'm doing the 15K, and Trip said, I don't think you're ready for a 15K. And I was like, whatever. I wasn't ready for a 15K. It just didn't go. Yeah. Uh, Still have those marathon legs. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 too bad. Uh, did uh, you enjoy, enjoy the race other than your performance? Uh, you know, I really don't enjoy Haynes Point. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It was kind of desolate out there, but. Everything before Haynes Point was great, yeah. but that was also the first half of the race. Yeah. Well, I, uh, on the other hand, did enjoy it. Uh, thank you to uh, Lisa and crew. I hope we do that again next year. Uh, okay, I'll sign up for that. One. I think I think the <laughs> I think the fifteen k is a good distance. Probably not after you're just running a marathon, but uh, I did exactly. That's a cool it's a, that's a tough. Yeah. It's a tough race to do. Well, Farley just ran a marathon too. But I jogged it. I I didn't try the to jingle run. all the way. Yeah. I. Yeah, I, he I didn't did. have the dog with him. Yeah, I did. I kind of <laughs> jogged it. So I did see John Farley out there. Yeah, he w- he was out there. He that's ran, it. That's your that's your new thing. Seeing John Farley at every race. I know. Well, I tried to stay with John Farley. Yeah, but he had his jams in. I know. And he just <laughs> took off. He's he's become quite the runner. 
met John Farley. Uh, <laughs> man. Well, the jingle all the way, regardless of your performance, it kicked off the Christmas season. So that's a positive. I thought Christmas season was kicked off before Thanksgiving. <laughs> after Thanksgiving. You after said the, before. Uh, after Thanksgiving. You but officially, I mean, there was a lot of great costumes out there. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of good Christmas energy. Did you guys see anything cool at the race? Like, uh, how many elves did you see running? Tons. I did see a T-Rex out there. A T-Rex? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of Santa what's Clauses. The, what's the connection there? Just cool? Good question. I don't I, know. I don't know. Just I saw just, somebody in a T-Rex costume. <laughs> yeah. Somebody who has short arms that wants to <laughs> highlight that? <laughs> yeah. That could be it. I saw a lot of toy soldier outfits. That yeah. must that must be somewhere a like a, yeah, Target or something. Because like I saw uh, so many of them. Yeah, yeah. No, a lot of great costumes out there. Great uh, Sunday morning uh, after the race. Uh, we had I had a couple events. I went to meet all the fun runners at Blue Jacket. We have such a great group of uh, community fun runners and listeners to the program as well. So it was great to connect with them. I also uh, went and spoke at uh, the DCXC Coaches Clinic, which at the, was at the University of Maryland that day. And I brought James with me. Uh, so we went to University of Maryland, and the f- famous coach, uh, Jack Daniels, was speaking. So I got to meet Jack Daniels. That was really cool. Um, but, you know, when you're with a kid, you're mm-hmm. used to, like, you know, doing kid things. Um, with them and talking in kid voices or wiping their face or all whatever it is with kids. Please tell me this is going where I think it's going. So, so I meet Jack Daniels who was eating a sandwich and I was like, Hey, let's get a picture together, Jack. Uh, and he had a piece of, of sandwich on his face. And so I, <laughs> I, I, I just instinctively went and I just wiped the piece of sandwich off his face and I just met the guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was a little awkward. Yeah. Um, this he, went exactly where I thought it was. <laughs> he, he said, oh, I, I, I could take care of that. I was like, oh my gosh. I, I just wasn't in the... Did in, you tell him? Of, did you say, I just have a kid? Yeah. I, I said, sorry. I'm sorry, I have a kid. I'm used to wiping. Yeah, so, so yeah, I woke, uh, wiped uh, Jack Daniel's face uh, this, this weekend. That's uh, an amazing weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was a good weekend. Uh, so finally, uh, big weekend for, for Pacers running. Also, uh, the Fairfax store moved across the street. So I just wanted to mention that and thank all the folks who helped with that uh, huge endeavor. So we are now open for business on the other side of uh, University Drive. So Wait, isn't the other side of the street an empty parking lot? The other side. <laughs> so actually, the other side. Oh, uh, a different street. Different other side. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so... That is a uh, big it's a news. Ted store now. <laughs> that is that is big news. It's a really nice nice new location. It was over there there yesterday. All right, episode eighty four in the books. Thank you guys for letting me crowbar all my agenda items in. I appreciate it. I don't think we had a choice. <laughs> That's true. Well, we'll hear more from Docs and Joanna next week. When you're not here, <laughs> no, I w- I will be here. We'll be a full full crew. Uh, more Christmas stuff next week. Uh, thanks again to Josh Levinson, owner of Charm City Run, who won the store of the year this past week. Appreciate you joining us here today on Pace the Nation. Thanks to Docs. Thanks to Joanna. Thanks to Kelly, the intern. And thanks to you, listener. This is Pace the Nation. We'll see you next week.
So I just got, we got a lot, a lot to get into here. And then we're going to talk to Josh Levinson, who is the owner of the number one country in the, the, uh, in the world. I worked at CNN and they, we should get started, but they, the guy was, one of the guys was like, Peter Piper picked a pickle, pipple, peckovers or whatever. <laughs> he probably said it right. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. All right. <laughs> 